I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. So listen, let us know what you've been up to over the weekend, by the way, 87 104 uh, We've got an interesting show lined up for you this evening. Minister for Health, uh, Simon Harris, is going to be on. So if you have any questions for him, you can let us know, 87 104 uh, Also, Dr. Jennifer Wider is going to be on with her, uh, giving an explanation of the crazy celeb culture that is out there at the moment and where it all came from. So if you've ever had a celeb obsession, like to the point where you look back in it now, kind of going, I, I was in a very vulnerable, weird state of, the, state of mind at the moment, drop us a WhatsApp, 87 104 But listen, Saoirse, how was the weekend? Get up tent and fun? Do you know what? I actually got up to the most fun. I spent all day in the garden on Saturday. It was sunny. There was all my neighbours around. They were obviously self-isolating and socially distant from me. But yeah. you know, being able to chat across the grass was really nice. Oh, good. So getting some sort of uh, interaction in back and forth. Yeah. And then, of That's course, nice. yesterday I ended my whole weekend with, um, I think it was two in the morning. I, again, forgot the time and didn't realise, you know, no oh, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Speaking of time, Somebody sorry about this is something Sorry. I definitely don't want to shred, by the way. Okay, so uh, every day at um, not 11, 11 minutes. minutes, 11 minutes past nine, I should say, we like to jump on um, and give you the opportunity to shred something or someone that has kind of, uh, you know, done your head in a little bit and your opportunity to not shred it because we're not in the office anymore so I don't have to shred her but you can of course burn it here in my front room so you have the beautiful opportunity to uh, to do that um, so listen seriously straight off the bat is there anything uh, that you would like to get rid of before uh, and again I apologise for interrupting you but we've got to stick to the schedule here on room 104 yeah there is actually so I was um, in Tesco's minding my own business and yeah. uh, someone came over far too close and said you need to get your your tire changed now i i don't think i need to get my tire changed i think there was something really wrong with the tire so i was you know obviously concerned and so they were trying to he was trying to explain there was something wrong anyway long story short i said okay he said you have a spare tire usually you know underneath your car so he went Mm. to try and change it then i obviously didn't have one because it's a second-hand car and there was none there what you mean you don't have a spare tire i don't have a spare tire But long story short, what he was actually doing was, and he said at the end, so he wasted 20 minutes of my time, and he said, to be honest, I only just did that to see if you'd 
keep talking to me and then I could give you my number. Oh. Now, why would someone do that? Well, I think they kind of... You don't do that, especially in a pandemic. <laughs> I, I was just getting my Tesco shopping, you know, I had dead all wipes with me and everything and I was on my own, obviously, and then putting the shopping in the car and mm. this man decides to come over and tell me I need a new tyre and obviously I was concerned. Um, yeah, you don't do that. So yeah, you not like a shadow plane, no? No. It was terrifying. Oh, terrifying. How old was he? How old was he? I'd say maybe 35. So a good 35. few years younger than you. You've got to admire his confidence. <laughs> Shut up, I'm not 47. Wow. Oh, God. But honestly, why would you do that? Like, just be ballsy and say, can I have your number or here's my number. You just wanted to sidetrack Don't here, you know? Don't make up a story about a tyre that's clearly fine. I didn't see anything wrong with my tyre and he went to the effort of going under my car to have a look and everything. Oh, did he actually? So he was going to actually change it and it didn't need to be changed. Just to probably show off. I don't know. I just find well, that it was, odd. It was, it was interesting. So you would like to shred him or burn yes. him, I should say. Burn people that invade your space. No, we're not talking literally about burning them. We're not going to go out now no, and no, no, find no, him and burn him to, to death. That would be a little weird. We're right? burning the trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going into the fire here beside me in the front room because our shredder is back in the office. So I have my, my trusty lighter here with me. I can hear uh, we'll it. Definitely, yeah. We'll definitely burn that and, and give it an old shred. So listen, if there's anything or anyone um, over the weekend that has kind of uh, done, your, done, your, done your head in, let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp, 87 uh, I would like to actually shred. Um, you know the way, I can appreciate the fact that your body clock might be all over the shop at the moment, whereas you're usually going to bed at 11 or 12, now it's 4 or 5 in the morning because... Yeah. Structure has disappeared, especially if you're working from home or if you've been furloughed or all those kind of fancy things. I think everyone's structure is, is you know, completely in bits at the moment. What, what I don't appreciate is when <clears throat> your neighbours like to have a smoke and a chat in the front drive underneath your window at five in the morning and just be laughing and joking for a good two hours while you're trying to sleep. What is with that? It's, it's like, um, you know, I thought people started to hate each other when they're cooped up together. People are actually having parties now. Just go out the back garden. Go out the back garden. What was kind of, not was kind of worse was I, I kind of don't don't judge you if you want to go and, and smoke some cannabis and some weed. That, that you do your own thing. I don't care. That's fine. But when you're doing it right under the window and you're turning my bedroom into a hot box, that's just like ah lads, come on now. Did you not complain? Oh God, no, I didn't. I just you looked out the, the window thing. and then and just did a, did a huff. I, I, I was going to. I was <laughs> going to complain. So uh, that's what I'd like to. So that's what I'd like to, to put up in flames this evening. Is that just loud people at four or five in the morning when you're just, you know, outside. Go, like, go out the back or something. I don't know, but like under the window. Not good. I'm going to burn them. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. I, I just hate this whole forgetting the, the time and like where you are. And, you know, I, I was sitting there. Obviously, we had a meeting this morning. So I planned to go to bed early last night, but didn't realize at three o'clock I was watching Forrest Gump. I thought it was 12. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's time. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I, that, that's, actually, that's actually a great one, right? I would like to shred people who set early morning meetings for me and you, Saoirse. I know. Now listen, 100%. I know, I know if, if you're listening right now, the time I'm going to tell you is definitely not early morning. If you're a normal, like, nine to fiver, it's definitely not early morning, right? Uh, we had a meeting at half ten. <laughs> right? I know that's not early. I apologise in advance because you might be up at seven o'clock right now. But me and Saoirse, like, oh my God, we're up till four or five in the morning. So, uh, well, half that's ten... Why- I crazy, said to the boss though. that I am not turning on my camera and I'm going to be in bed. 
Mm. So yeah, my yeah, camera yeah. was turned off and I was actually in bed listening to that meeting today. So, you know, that's what you get if you're going to get me up at half ten. Uh, yeah, definitely. Listen, uh, Mark has WhatsApped in. Good evening, Mark. What's the story? How's you? Uh, I want to shred the idiot, oh no, who skimmed my card and took money from my account. Oh, <gasps> How did they do oh, that? We're going to burn him, Mark. We're going to burn him. Do you know, was it at an ATM or were you in a... Yeah, it must have been at... Was it at an ATM? Do you know how it was done, Mark? Because that's nothing worse than, yeah, lads doing that. Scamming you out of cash. Now, I know this is probably controversial and I probably shouldn't shred it because they're obviously busy at the moment, but... The postman or the delivery guy who's delivering your, your, your goods that you've ordered online when you're bored. So three weeks ago, I'd ordered makeup online. That was grand. Yep. It got delivered today, but I missed the call by two minutes. So I listened to the voice message and they said that they tried to get in and there was no answer to the... They couldn't get into the security door. So I rang back and they said, oh, well, I'm in Dunleary now, so you're going to have to wait till next week. I won't uh, be in that area until next week. I was like, please. No. Like, you're in Dunleary. It's not that can far. You, can you not go and collect it from the, like, the, the post centre place? Does it not go back to the... I didn't even get a docket thing. So I don't Tragic. know what, uh, this, like, what courier service it was, but I, I can't get in contact. I only have the number of the guy who had tried to call. Pleading with them. <laughs> so please come back. So he said he might come back in the afternoon, but he didn't. So, you such, know. Such first world problems, Sirsha. I feel your just, pain. You know, it's these little ti- tiny things that. Do you know what we should do? Will we set up a GoFundMe for you? I just think so we can kind of get, get behind it and we can highlight this strife that you're experiencing right now at the moment. Three weeks. That's the only thing I was looking forward to for the next. I don't know. I can't get any nails done or hair done. So buying a little bit of makeup was going to make a huge difference to me. And now I can't have it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Listen, I will burn that. Let me just get uh, the lighter out again, and we'll make sure I'm not going to set the place on fire now. Ugh. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Um, anything you want shredded that's done your head in? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Hey guys, can I shred Boris Johnson? He's a mumbling, stumbling idiot. Who are we to judge? You are more than uh, more than welcome, will to shred Boris Johnson if you if you if you want. There you go. He is. He is not even shredded. He's burned today. He, he is. But we'll burn an effigy of uh, Boris Johnson. Throw him in on my front room fire here, uh, and we can get we can get rid of him there. Listen now. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Um, Gary. Good evening, Gary. How's things? Uh, hi guys. Hope you had a good weekend. I would like to shred my boss. Was listening to FM one hundred four Friday, and he changed he changed the station. Why? Whew. Why would you do that? Oh, Gary. Why would now, your if, boss do that? What time on Friday? Because if you change, like, I mean, it's seven years bad luck. If you change the station while Al Gibbs freaks on Friday is on, seven years bad luck. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's someone that, you you know, there's other issues going on there. (laughs) Oh, God. They are no fun. I hope you quit, Gary. I hope I quit. I hope you quit (laughs) your job and now you're unemployed, but you're standing by your principles. Um... Uh, Mark has gotten in touch. Sorry, Mark, you've just tuned in. Mark got his card skimmed. He wants to skim the idiot who skimmed his card and took money from his account. Uh, I used my card at an ATM. I got a text from your bank saying your card was used. Someone paid four, 400 euro to a mobile phone provider online for Mark. Someone either paid off their bill or bought themselves a new phone, Mark. Shocking. Oh, that would be so annoying. Especially yeah. now when it's hard to get to a bank or to sort it out. Yeah. That's really annoying. Uh, that's nothing. Uh, can you please shred... Uh, can you please shred push doors that have pull handles? Awful confusing things, Em. 
Now, we had this issue with a coffee shop near us in work, and it happens yeah. all the time. They even have a sign saying, push, and I still yank it. Just, why do we not trust? Why do I we not trust know. the sign? Well, in fairness, for me, I'm only five foot one, so the sign was too high, so I never look up that far. Yeah. But, yeah, that happens to me all the time, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Alan, thank you very much for that. Uh, we will, be, we will, of course, shred that. No problem. Or I say shred. I say burn it. We're we're up, up, taking things up a notch here uh, on room one four this evening. Burned for you, uh, and in the fire now around my. Uh, what was the burn book in? Was that um, Mean Girls or Gossip or what was oh. the burn book in? Was it Gossip I, Girl? Maybe it was I Gossip Girl. I think it was Gossip Girl. Yeah. Oh God, I know Don't my I know my TV girl. shows uh, so well. I would also like to let me see. Do you have any other quick ones here? Mm-mm-mm. Any other ones shredded? Um, Suzanne, we will get to your beautiful DIY in just a few moments. I would like to shred myself today. This is what I would like to do. You, I'm as in you myself. or just a message? Me, my, my, no, sorry, me, myself. Oh my God, I would oh. like to shred myself for one of the most embarrassing things that has ever happened to me in a long time. Now, you've done really embarrassing things in your life. This is up there. I haven't felt as embarrassed or mortified in a very, very, very long time. So uh, I went out, tried to kick Monday off to a good start. So I went out for a little jog. I was like, you know what? Let's just, you know, get 20 minutes, half an hour in. And I was jogging on the road and there was a group of people up ahead of me. And I was like, you know what? I'll just cross over here because I don't want to be like heavy breathing on them and just being weird. So I crossed over the road. And uh, as I was crossing onto the other side of the road and went to kind of obviously jump up onto the path and continue running, uh, my right foot clipped the curb. <gasps> right? Did you fall? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I slowly, for a second, was like, no, 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 I can save this. I can recover. But you know one of those really long falls? The, 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 the older you get, the longer the fall is to the ground. Like, I obviously didn't have the reaction to kind of uh, get myself back up. But I stumbled for, like, two steps and thought, no, no, I can save this. And then I stumbled a little bit more. And it was loads of cars passing, loads of kids on bikes, loads of people out running and walking. And I completely snotted myself and ripped my whole right leg open and my hands. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Absolutely fine. Just a bruised ego, but snotted myself going out for a run, which is another reminder why you should always stay home. But I've never been more mortified in my life. And the only thing I could do was put my earphones on and just, like, stare into the phone, head down, running, and go, (laughs) but it was a proper, it was a proper fall. It was an idiot fall. I couldn't even, both hands out, completely face-planted into the grass on the path. Just absolute moron. Did they laugh? Everyone laughed. Although it was such a bad fall, I think they were like, ooh, God, are you all right? They were, they were oh concerned. God. Do you know what's really funny? And this is a full-on true story. Today, I decided as well to go for a run. So I got all my gear on, went out the door, went to run, and my legs wouldn't do it. As what in, they mean? just kept getting really stiff. Not stiff as in, I can't go on. I was about to collapse. My legs just like just would not bend so I had to stop <laughs> I got like 10 seconds down the road and I turned around and walked what back what do you mean your I legs wouldn't bend they just wouldn't run do a warm up do a little warm up no I think you've got some weird condition do you have to do a little warm up before you went out no I just go running I, I say I go running I never go running but I just went and walked out of the apartment block and went for a run and 10 seconds later my legs were like no no you're not running and I actually couldn't bend them. I had to walk back. Mm. There's people staring at me like, are you, are you going for a run or what? Had to turn around and walk back home. Well, you refused did, to move. At least you didn't uh, snot yourself. Yeah, true. But at least you got a bit of a run in. 
Yeah, and then I was, you know, doing a cry running on the way home. <laughs> Came back oh in snots God. all over my face, blood all over my leg. I <laughs> wish I saw that. I would have been on the floor laughing you at you. would have been on the, fall, <laughs> on the floor. It was, it was, it was fairly mortifying. Listen, I keep them coming in. The, the fire pit, the shredding pit of fire doom here um, on Room 104 will be here for the rest of the evening. So if there's anyone, anything that's just, you've just had enough of, you're frustrated with, maybe, you know what, maybe it's the other half or your housemates or your roommates that you're living with and you just want to vent because sometimes you know you're forced into lockdown with them and you're not seeing anyone else if they're doing anything to annoy you let us know and you can vent about it here you don't have to give them abuse because that'll only make things worse but we will be your therapist for the evening you can let us know dump on us we will burn it here and ceremoniously get rid of it there so let us know uh, whatsapp is 0876797104 on the way in about 15 minutes Simon Harris Minister for Health he's going to be on answering some of your questions so if you'd like to ask him anything in particular we'll do our best to get them to him uh, we don't have too long with him but uh, he will be on at about 9.40 945 so 0876797104 and we'll be back after FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Good evening, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. Still to come on the show, Minister for Health Simon Harris is going to be on in about 10 or 15 minutes' time. So if you have a question for him, we, we, we'll do our best to try and get it to him. You know the number, it's our WhatsApp, 87 And then, if you are ever obsessed with a celebrity growing up, let us know, because we're going to be talking to Dr. Jennifer Wider about um, where this whole obsession with celebrity culture has come from um, and what happens when it gets really, really dangerous. So what happens when people start becoming crazy stalkers? Like, you hear the stories all the time. I imagine every Every single like super famous A list celebrity has had to deal with serious stalkers at some point in their lives, at some point in oh their God, career. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. I'd say more so than than ever. Even like people fixate themselves on anyone from even TV ads and stuff. I know someone that was in an ad on TV and they had a barring order against someone that could not get over the fact that they were in that ad. What? Yeah, and this happened here. This happened here. So. Um, it doesn't matter how big or, or small you are. If someone associates you with something that they like, they will obsess. L- lose their mind, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. God, it's kind of scary, yeah. isn't it? I wouldn't want to be on the other end of that. I know, yeah. You think, you think it, oh, everyone wants to be rich and famous. I think I just like to be rich and not known. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can hide in a cabin somewhere with all your money and go grand. But yeah, the crazy... Uh, the craziness of of that side of the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, listen, Dr. Jennifer Wider will be on explaining more about that. But if you ever have had a celebrity kind of obsession, let us know. Uh, you can drop us a WhatsApp. Um, and then we said that Simon Harris is on the way very, very shortly. So if you have any questions for him, um, our, our shredder is still here. When we say shredder, it's been upgraded this evening since we're broadcasting from home. I'm in my front room, so she's in hers. And I have a, a fire here beside me. So I have a fire and a lighter. So we will be burning things. You know, it could be the end of the show. Things we get out of hand. Always burn responsibly. That's what we'll say. Um, so if you have anything that you would like to shred or to burn, here on the show, anyone or anything that's done your head in that you just would like to, to vent and get it out there and get it off your chest, right? Let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp. I would like to shred the madman that cut his lawn, strims and vax every other day. Swear to God, guys, as soon as we go to sit out, he starts... <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That is yeah. tragic. There's nothing worse when... I know, like, some people aren't morning people, but I know, let's say, a lot of the the owl lads are off and they love playing with their toys in the back garden, like the lawnmowers, the streamers, the chainsaws. And, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, they can be like, right, let's get a good day's work done. And you're just trying to chill out and it's... And you're like, 
like, oh, mother, mother of Christ. But yeah, happily, happy to burn that. Uh, and that came in from, I think that came in from, is that in from Mary? Mary, yes, of course. Uh, we'll be happy to burn that now here on the show. Whoops. And go into, go into the fire. Yeah, and we'll all be good. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I need to uh, kind of get rid of that we need to burn here on the show? I think I'm good for now, but listen, the option is there for the rest of the show. So if there is anything you want uh, you want done, uh, let us know. Any Anything burned, uh, let us know. Um, Gary, good evening. Uh, he has also said, um, I like the BBC thing you did, Cormac. I seen it on Facebook yesterday. Oh, thanks very much for that. It's very that rude. Very Couldn't fun. put it up on the uh, F104 page, but sure, look, these things happen. Oh, my God. God, Suzanne, how are you? Suzanne has sent us in a picture of a phenomenally good-looking cheesecake. Oh, stop. <sighs> oh, delicious. Oh, my you God, I love a cheesecake now. Do you know that? Uh, yeah, I think cheesecakes are the best. Look at this evening, guys. We had a great weekend. Will made a bench of pallets. I made a dream catcher out of a bike tyre, and I made chilli nachos. Oh, and we partied to backyard and bangers and got a great tan. Fairly quiet weekend, yeah, because uh, Nobby was on Backyard and Bangers as well, and uh, Al Gibbs was doing a special Freaks Extra at 8 o'clock on Saturday, so I, I don't know if they'll be doing it again. I, who, they, it would be great if they did, but uh, yeah, and Saturday was phenomenally good. Amazing. It day. was so good. I got pizza delivered to the garden. I got a responsible glass of wine, or a bottle, but I just had one glass, of course, responsibly. Mm. Um, it was just, yeah, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Like, days like that, you're going, okay, I don't mind being stuck inside in my garden because, you know, what else would you usually be doing? Beer garden. Yeah, but you're kind of having your own beer garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, you're just on your own. Well, yeah. I was, anyway. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, speaking of, um, obviously beer gardens and things on the outside. Uh, Ross is a question for Simon Harris. When are you expecting concerts to be back up and running, the smaller venues first or bigger venues? Uh, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting. We might see if you can chat to that. Obviously with news today that uh, Electric Picnic has been cancelled. Yes, I did read that, yeah. I didn't have a ticket, did you? Uh, no, no, I didn't have a ticket, but you know, all the headline acts were cancelling their world tours this year anyway, so I think it was unfortunately a matter, only a matter of time, but yeah. Unfortunately, um, Unfortunately, that is the situation at the moment. So listen, Ain Rodella for uh, Simon or anything else you want to bring, let us know. Oh, it's 767 FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. You can get in touch on our WhatsApp, 87 And we are delighted to uh, invite onto the show the Minister for Health, Mr Simon Harris. Simon, how are you? Cormac, I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so I imagine it's been a slightly busier few weeks for you than, than what it would usually be for your day-to-day activities. Yeah, well, I don't, in fairness, I don't think anyone quite in Ireland quite could have expected what we've all been through over the last few months. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for everybody, but um, well, like everybody, I think life has changed for for all of us. But um, we're getting there, and uh, if we stay the course now, I think we can try and uh, finish the job with this virus and uh, try and keep people safe. And do you think at the moment we are kind of staying on course for hopefully the 18th to see some kind of a change? So, so I hope so. I mean, I suppose the first thing to say is we got to remember there there's still a lot of people getting sick uh, in our country with this virus. So even though every day, thankfully, we talk about progress and we've seen fewer people in hospital and fewer people in intensive care, there's still 72 people in intensive care 
uh, today in Ireland with COVID-19 fighting for their lives. Obviously, we've seen nearly 1,500 people die of this virus. We've seen well over 20,000 people actually get this virus. So there's still a lot of people getting very sick in Ireland. But we are making, we are making good progress. We could have been in a much worse place if it weren't for the incredible efforts of so many people who are sacrificing so much, staying at home, staying away from family, friends, keeping their distance, washing their hands, all of those things people are probably sick and tired of hearing us saying at this mm. stage, but things that actually do save lives. So we're hoping, but we don't yet know, we're hoping that next week we'll be able to ease in a little way some of the restrictions. But being very honest, if we do that, we're going to need people more than ever to stick with the public health advice. So if we are in a position next week that means you can do a few new things that we're not able to do this week, we need people to, to go no further than that if we're to how do you, I mean, address the, the Irish attitude that, you know, I think it's a great part of us, but maybe in something like this might be getting a bit tricky, the Asher, it's grand kind of mentality, because I think everyone is seeing a little bit of maybe complacency kicking in, and especially for people who haven't maybe been directly, thankfully, directly affected by, uh, you know, the sickness or the virus and haven't seen anyone getting ill as of yet, and they're kind of like, Asher, listen, it's not affecting me. How do you, what's your message to those people right now? So, I, I, look, I think you're dead right, and like, let's be honest, we're all human, you know, the good weather comes out, we see the country's making a bit of progress with the virus and people are like, astrogies, would it really matter if I just did that? This, that or the other? Would it really matter if I visited those friends or, God, I haven't seen my mum in a while, I'd like to go around to the house and see her? The answer though, sadly, is it would matter. Uh, it could actually be really dangerous and it could make lots of people sick. So, I mean, what I genuinely say to people, and I know it's tough, I find it tough too, we all find it tough. I mean, what I genuinely say to people is, think how you would feel if you were the loved one of one of the 72 people in ICU today fighting for their lives or if you were uh, one of the families who lost a loved one through COVID-19 and be thankful that that's not you or that's not I and let's make sure that we work to keep it that way because you know there will be a day again uh, where we can get back to normal there will be days again where you can see your friends where we can get back to having the crack and doing the things that we all like doing but for those families who've lost loved ones they'll never have that hope again so like let's keep things in perspective here it's really tough on all of us but it is about saving lives and we're actually we're staying apart from our family and our friends for them it's because we love them and care for them that we're doing this because we don't want any it's of them to get It's actually so interesting that you say that sorry for going across you there my mum said to me the other day like because I was saying I'm just so fed up I just want to see people now and mm. you know you know, is it really going to affect kind of my age group or younger and she said no but the problem is that you're going to infect me because I'm of an age that unfortunately I am likely to get it and you know because you know certain underlying health problems and stuff and older people and yeah. she said and I could I think should she say there was like a 50% chance if she was in hospital that she could get very seriously ill well this is this is the thing I mean we're asking people to stay at home to keep themselves safe and their families safe but we're also as you rightly say we're asking people to stay at home so they keep their loved ones safe so like sometimes when we think of this big global pandemic that's causing chaos around the world it can all kind of seem you know nearly too big for us like what, what can I do as an individual but the actual truth is don't, don't think of it as a global pandemic think of it as you know how it could affect your mom or your dad or your granny or your granddad or your neighbour up the road that you know has an underlying condition and, and think that you're doing it for them and I suppose the other thing that there's a bit of a kind of rumour that's just not true that younger people don't get COVID-19. Just looking at some of the figures earlier, around 40% of the people who've gotten sick with COVID-19 in Ireland have been between the ages of 20 and 45. So 1,246 people between the ages of 20 and 24 have gotten this virus. So like 40% of us, 4 out of 10 people who've gotten sick have been between 20 and 45. So we know we know older people and vulnerable people can be more susceptible to getting it really badly, but any age group can actually get the virus. Mm. So none of us should think we're invincible. You know? It doesn't necessarily 
necessarily have to be someone who is sick already. Like healthy young people are, are getting the virus as well and dying yeah, from it. They absolutely are. I mean, uh, yeah, lots of people have right at every single age, men, women, people living in all parts of Ireland, people of all different ages and backgrounds are getting the virus. And sadly, we've seen people die uh, of a whole variety of ages. So. so speaking of kind of younger people as well, uh, yeah. obviously one of the biggest talking points of the last couple of weeks has been leaving certs and, and they've been kind of, I don't want to say necessarily messed about, but there's been a huge amount of kind of confusion and uncertainty around what has happened and I know there's been a decision made but what would you say to the to the Leaving Certs listening to this right now who might feel as if they have been I don't know they, they just maybe haven't been considered enough I mean, what, what, what's your message to them right now? Yeah, look I can understand why they feel like that because I, I still remember when I did my Leaving Cert back in 2004 I think and I remember how stressful it can actually be you know uh, for anybody doing their Leaving Cert in any year and for people this year it was made all the more stressful because we couldn't provide you with the certainty that we wanted to. Everyone wanted the exam to go ahead because they've worked so hard for it. No one wanted anyone to have to put a year of their life on hold or miss the mm. opportunity of going to college next year. But at the same time, when the Minister for Education looked at it, there just wasn't a safe way of making sure it could go ahead. And we didn't want to be messing people around more saying, look, it'll happen in July or it'll happen in August, only to find out then that it wasn't able to be because of the virus. So what we've tried to do, and look, there's no ideal outcome here, but what we've tried to do is give, I suppose, an option for anybody who wants to go on to, to college or move on from school to get, a, get their predicted grades. And then anybody who wants to sit the leave insert later when it's safe to do so can do that as well. So I know it's been a difficult time for everyone, but at least now there's a plan. And I suppose uh, lots of leave insert students and their families around the country will be deciding now what's best for them. It's pretty fair advice, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing uh, we can do. Yeah. We are in a pandemic you know you couldn't plan for it so you kind of just have to go with the flow but on a lighter yeah. note Simon yeah. the Minister for Health when you do have a little bit of spare time in lockdown what are you doing with your time? Yeah well as you say not a lot of time at the moment so uh, every day kind of is the same I, I thought being Minister for Health was busy before the pandemic <laughs> um, but now it's gone into a whole new level uh, but look when I, when, I, when I do get a bit of time I'm obviously trying to spend time with my baby daughter who's now 15 months old and uh, see her a little bit as well and could spend some time with her because it's, uh, it's an important age and uh, also just to get a little bit of exercise and a walk and I think that is a message for everybody you know you, you can leave your home to get a bit of exercise and clear your head and certainly that helps me as well but that's good and I don't mean to make, you know bring things back to too serious a topic before we wrap up here but Simon um, before Christmas I got engaged to a blonde and I'm currently dating a brunette <laughs> so is there any movement on hairdressers <laughs> being opened earlier? That took me a second. I thought you were going to ask me for relationship advice. <laughs> That's the next one, no. <laughs> well, well I, I, don't, I don't know whether you're familiar with my hair, but I can tell you it's desperately in need of being cut. And uh, <laughs> it's gotten greyer by the day as well. But uh, we've got to be really careful about this because obviously by the very nature of going to the barbers or going to the hairdressers, it's a lot harder to keep physical distance. So yeah. if you think about it, the best way of spreading this, of not spreading this virus is to stay apart, to try and keep kind of at least two metres distance between you and other people. Very, very hard for somebody to do that while cutting your hair but I mean look we'll obviously be engaging with the, the industry I know some of my colleagues were, were chatting to the industry I know some of them are coming forward with uh, ideas in terms of how they think they could try and make it safer for the, the hairdressers or the barbers to open again we're engaging with the industry and seeing if they can come up with some ideas and if we can help them in that regard as well but uh, I feel you're and there's nothing wrong with brunettes <laughs> no there's not but I mean I signed <laughs> up this not. is the agreement that I was signed up to Saoirse before and now this agreement's <laughs> being broken and the government needs to step in and take decisive action on this. Uh, well, the only good thing is you, can, you don't, you, you're not getting married anytime soon anyway, so you can hold yeah. off till she's blonde again. <laughs> but that's it, yeah. I can hide her away. I feel I better not say anything further on this. 
Yeah, so do I, so do I. And, and listen, just speaking on those types of things as well, weddings, stags, trips away and the pubs being open, when do you see it all being back to normal, when you can go down to the pub and, and have a pint at the counter beside someone and not have to worry about, uh, you know, social distancing and go to a restaurant and, and, and have a wedding where you don't have to cut the numbers down? As much as that, that's a benefit as well, because you, you know, have an excuse to not invite the relatives you don't like to your wedding, but at the <laughs> same time, is, is there any scope of, of normality that the government sees at the moment with regards to those occasions? So I've tried to be really blunt and honest with people since it started, and I mean... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Nobody can definitively say anywhere in the world um, how this virus is going gonna, is gonna to go. Um, there's lots of different theories and ideas, but this is a relatively new virus that we're still learning more about every day. And there's a lot of very intelligent people across the globe working on trying to come up with treatments and vaccines. And, and I think we're all, we're all really rooting for that and hoping that that doesn't happen because that, that could be a potential game changer. Being very honest, though, until there is a vaccine or a treatment uh, or unless this virus seriously changes its course, I mean, it is likely things like physical distance are going to become the norm. Now, that doesn't mean it might, won't be possible to go out for a meal or maybe mm. even in time go down to the local and, and have a pint and see friends, but it does mean that we're going to have to do things. We are going to have to do things differently. I mean, the way I always describe this, this virus in, in my own mind is any of us could have the germs within us. The closer we are to other people, the more likely it is the germs can jump uh, from me to the next person. And that's how this virus spreads. So the further we do keep apart, the harder it is for the virus to spread. And we've seen what have happened in, in other countries where, you know, the situation really, really got out of hand. And that's not to take away from the terrible tragedy we've seen in our own country. But mm. things could have been so disastrous here in Ireland. I mean, remember, at one stage, I mean, we were uh, we were predicting a situation where many, many, many thousands of people uh, would have lost their lives at this stage, that the country would have ran out of intensive care beds, that our hospitals would have been overwhelmed. And it's thanks to people making the incredible sacrifices that that hasn't happened. So like every single day, <laughs> we're monitoring this virus. There'll be nobody happier than me that when we can lift these restrictions, 
precautions uh, I can assure you that we won't keep them in place a day longer than necessary but they are in place for one reason and one reason only they're in place to keep you safe and keep you alive and I mean that's why we're doing it and I suppose I hope that puts things into perspective but I should say this I mean I am conscious that it's a really tough time for people's mental health as well because it's not it's not normal to have to mm. you know be away from people and be apart from people so it is important that we remember there is a difference between kind of social distancing and physical distancing we're asking you to keep physically apart from people but we're not asking you to become strangers I mean we are asking people to reach out to people keep in touch with your friends I know lots of people are using Zoom and House Party and other apps to, to keep in touch with them so uh, keep in touch with each other you can obviously you know you obviously many people live with other people they can obviously have their company and we're hoping now in the next couple of weeks if we get this virus under control to be able to expand the number of people that you can see so I am conscious that this is having a toll on everybody but all I can honestly say to you is the alternative is a hell of a lot worse um, and that's what we've got to keep reminding ourselves we, we don't want to go the way uh, that some other countries sadly have and I think now we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel I think so yeah I think so and I mean we have a plan and I mean but the plan is basically saying to the people of Ireland look if, if we all do our bit like the government has to do a bit and the health service has to do a bit but if we all do our bit as individual citizens and kind of listen to the doctors and follow the advice we're going to be able to move forward and reopen the country bit by bit now where it gets risky is if people decide to run, run, run ahead of themselves uh, and not follow the advice but if we follow the advice I'd be hoping that every couple of weeks we could take a step forward and get one step closer to normal and and that's what we all desperately want to do. Um, I don't want to be going making policy and strategy for the government, not just yet. I mean, I'm open to, to proposals right. <laughs> and contract work anyway, but maybe a campaign, right? And instead of the phases, which are obviously important, but maybe to make it more uh, easier to comprehend, what if we did an outdoor campaign um, and every phase uh, represented a, a filling of a pint slightly more so that when we are out of phase five, the, p- the pint is full. And then at least we know like phase one, it's a tiny bit full and then we can kind of move it that way. And at least people know the state of course with unfortunately um, the situation we're in but I don't know if that would be something you guys would consider I think always drink responsibly as well. Yeah, as a health minister, I'd have to do the drink responsibly message as well, wouldn't I? But um, certainly, <laughs> certainly, ways of making, certainly ways of making the message more simple is definitely definitely always things, always things up to you. But, I mean, yes, what I'll, I'll bang that in an email to you and we'll, we'll have a meeting about it, a strategy meeting next week and we'll see what's going on. Absolutely. But, but, but let me just say this, let me just say this to your listeners, because like, often when there's a problem in the country, people say, what's the government going to do about it? And that, that, that's right and proper. Like, that's what we get elected for and paid to do, you know, to fix problems. With this pandemic the people listening to this program have much more power than I do and than the government does and that any health service does because literally the individual actions that we all decide to take is what's saving lives like already people have saved thousands of lives the question for us now is are we up for doing more we can't throw in the towel we can't leave the job half finished I don't think we'd ever forgive ourselves as people if we decide you know that we got a bit we found that we found the restrictions a bit hard after a while and you know we were missing people and we got a bit tired of it and we got a bit of fatigue of it so we kind of gave up I don't think we'd ever forgive ourselves if we look back in a couple of years and think, God, if only we had a stuck at this for another few weeks or another few months, eh, we could have got out of it. So my message to people listening to this is, I know it's tough. I know it's really boring listening to people like me bleeding on and saying the same stuff over and over again. The only reason we're doing it is because it is definitely, definitely making a difference. And sometimes at the worst time, and this is a really bad time, you actually see the best in people. And I mean, I'm so proud to be Irish because people in this country have responded amazingly. Like if you think about a postman and post 
those women now aren't just delivering the post. They're delivering the post, they're checking in on older people, they're getting messages for them if they need it. Volunteers all across the country are helping people, you know, walk the dog who are self-isolating and reaching out to people. You know, people have signed up to say, I used to be a nurse and I retired, now I'm happy to come back and work in the health service. You know, our frontline healthcare workers, the people working in our supermarkets and collecting our bins, like everyone's just been amazed um, and working together and we just need to kind of remember that. Like we are we are a great country and we are going to get through. Well, I think the perfect message to end that on Minister for Health, Simon Harris. Thanks a minute for chatting to us here on F104 tonight. Thank you so much, Shubo. Bye. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. You're listening to Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. If you missed the interview just there with uh, Minister Simon Harris, it'll be up on the podcast now in the next five minutes. It should be up there now, but uh, it should be up in your phone in the next five minutes so you can subscribe in the usual places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, the usual places where you get your audio from. Happy days. Uh, let me quickly get to some of your texts. Um, yeah, a lot of people, I know politicians get absolutely slammed 24-7 and sometimes absolutely rightly so. Um, a couple of the messages in here just in Simon Will thanks for that he said very impressed with Simon throughout fair play to the man um, yeah, obviously uncharted waters uh, can you ask Simon exactly what is going to open on Monday when can we expect to see sports shops open also big congrats to Simon during all of this genuinely I wonder how long because politics is a funny game because you know mm. w- once we get out of this I know there'll be more people lined up and we'll have something to complain about to him uh, very very quickly um, does he think uh, do you think Mr Harris thinks people are getting a little bit complaining I suppose we kind of asked him that in his message was again to just remind yourself that we're here to uh, uh, save, save as many lives as possible. And it's yeah. just so boring. It's, you know, we didn't have to go to war in trenches. We had to lie on a couch and kind of go, well, this is it. This is yeah. our war. Um, so listen, thanks for all those messages in. And that'll be up on the podcast. If you want to have a little listen back to it, uh, the Room 104, Cormac and up on Spotify and Acast and all the usual places. On the way next, who was your big, huge kind of celebrity crush that you were obsessed with growing up. We're going to be talking to Dr. Wider, our resident medical professional, but she's going to be telling us about kind of the the negative side effects when, not side effects, the negative kind of impacts when celebrity culture and that obsession with celebrity culture goes into the darker places when people start stalking people. Like, I don't know, if you ever had an obsession with a celeb back in the day that when you look back on it now kind of going, oh, that was a bit intense. Do, do let us know. Um, yours again, Saoirse, was Spice Girls, I imagine. Yeah, it would have been Spice Girls, Eminem, Limp Bizkit. Uh, I'd say Linkin Park as well, a little bit. Yeah, someone sent in... Ooh, I just want to get to the, the message quickly. Somebody sent in saying that they, used, they wrote a letter to one of the Spice Girls back in the day. Oh, amazing. Where I wonder is if they now? got back. Oh, my God, if one of the Spice Girls ever got back to me, especially Victoria Beckham, she was my absolute idol. Loved her. Uh, yeah, um, related to the celebrity thing, I have obsessed over Taylor Swift for the last four years, and I'm not sure why. Probably a mix between her looks, music, and personality. How how obsessed is it? Like, is is Adam? Is it like posters all over the wall? Is it uh, uh, all of her music? What what kind of stuff is it? You know, it'd be interesting to see the level of obsession, um, a level of obsession that you have. Um, uh, no, have you ever written to a celebrity searcher? No, never written mail? to anyone. No, I wouldn't go that far ever. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, no, I, I like, would I go that far if I knew that they were going to get it? Not now I wouldn't. Maybe back in the day I would have, yeah, as a teenager. Yeah. Oh, look at this. This was in from Alan. Sorry. Teenage me wrote love letters to Mel C. She never replied, strangely enough. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's tragic. Oh, God. A handwritten letter. I love it. I'd say if you do it now, I wonder if, if celebrities still get that much amount of fan mail. Because is it all now just people hammering your Instagram and your, and your inbox? Are people still getting um, huge amounts of actual physical fan mail? I'd say they are. And I'd say they'd appreciate the ones that actually gets, you know, handwritten letters and stuff like that. They'd appreciate them a lot more than anything that's kind of sent online. You probably yeah. miss that. Whereas if you went to the effort of, of sending, I don't know, a message with... So I remember actually uh, hearing some, someone that I know sent a piece of bog to their favourite celebrity saying that this was a piece of Ireland that they wanted to give them. <laughs> Which is genius. They never got back to them, but still... Like, that's making an effort. That is a huge effort. Because I, I, there was a guy who has made a fantastic amount of money, a huge amount of money, by selling rubbish from New York. I don't remember, this was several years ago, I think like five or six years ago, possibly even more. But what he did was he went around the different bins in New York and he took out rubbish and he sealed it in like this cube, this perfectly sealed cube so none of the germs could... I think he disinfected the rubbish anyway. But he was selling rubbish for like hundreds and hundreds of quid. They were like art pieces. So you could buy a cube of, you know, the rubbish from New York City. And people bought it? Lo- like, loads of people bought it. And I think there's someone who's selling Irish air. Yeah, I did hear about that, which is just crazy. And people genius. actually, yeah, actually buying it. Well, I guess it's the same as bottled water, isn't it? Uh, Some genius well, came up with the idea of, why don't we take something that's free, bottle it, and sell and it for 150 for it. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, listen, uh, let us know your celebrity crush. Who did you obsess over back in the day? Did it ever get to a point where you're like, okay, now, going to have to pull back on this. I'm going a little bit crazy. Because on the way next, explaining more about where did this whole culture of celebrity come from? Where did it come from? And also, uh, what happens when it kind of gets, moves into the more negative side and you have people becoming stalkers and how much, you know, how dangerous can, can, that, can that get for a lot of people? We'll be talking to Dr. Jennifer Wider here on Room 104. 